Hey humans, how's it going? Susan Ruth here. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hey Human Podcast. This is episode 129, and I sat down with Doc Downs. About four years ago, Doc was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, and he came over and we talked about what it's been like living with the disease and uh, what it was like to go from being a super active performing guy, dancer, musician, person to uh, having to deal with the pain and just getting through life every day. He's got a heck of an amazing attitude. He is lovely and happy and warm and open. And I really appreciate that he came in and, and talked to me about his experience with MS. As usual, there's links on heyhumanpodcast.com. And please check that out. Uh, you can reach me, Susan, at heyhumanpodcast.com. And also uh, the usual stuff. Hey Human Podcast is on the social medias. My personal social media is Susan Ruthism. You can find me uh, anywhere there. <laughs> and uh, if you shop Amazon, please do so through the Amazon portal on heyhumanpodcast.com. It helps support Hey Human. Rate and review Hey Human on iTunes and the various podcast apps, and uh, I appreciate that as well. Okay, let's get into this, and uh, thanks for listening. Here we go. <laughs> okay, lockdowns. <laughs> Welcome to Hey Human. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming This is over. awesome. Yeah, I'm really glad you, uh, you were able to do it. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. Same with me. So I've known you actually a really long time in the sense of how people in Nashville know each other. I was trying to remember how long it was, and it was not coming to me. I would say 12 years. That's how long I've lived here. And I think okay, you were yeah. one of the first people I interact with in the sort of restauranty bar scenario. Yeah, with good old flight. Those were the days. <laughs> I haven't been there in so long. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. And I, I get a... Massive discount there. So. I bet. How long has it been open? Uh, let's see. It was... Uh, so maybe that'll be a better timeline. I just assume everybody that I feel like I've known forever, I've known since I first got here. Well, so we, Would it be we, that old? Um, we opened in 2006. I'm going to... Uh, oh. No, no, it's not you. It's not you, it's me. No, I'm just uh. fixing it. Like, there. Uh, okay. uh, October 2006. I think it was... Yeah, it was the 13th. So we just had... Uh, so that's We just about, had an anniversary. That's 12 years. Yeah. Look at me with the math. <laughs> I was told there would be no math. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I've gone there uh, lately, it's been closed for a private event. So ah. I've tried to go. Let the Scots... Let me go on record. Are both the Scots still there? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God. It's funny. You think about certain places, restaurants or bars or venues or whatever... And it really is a snapshot of a time frame. Oh, yeah. And the people I hung out with then that I don't really see anymore or, you know, it's just it's the ebb and flow of life. But it is weird. It's very odd. To I look mean, at snapshots like that. Looking back at it. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone told us we were crazy for going into that spot at the time. Can't look at it now. <laughs> and, uh, and then suddenly we were considered geniuses for... Getting that spot before the rent went up. I mean, is the property owned and outright? It's not rented? 
by us? By by flight? No, no, no. it's it's uh, uh, it's it's still rented. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Scots are still uh, still the guys running that place, and uh, yeah. it's still going strong. For those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, in Nashville there is a restaurant and wine connoisseur, I would say, bar uh, called Flight F L Y T, and uh, yeah, it's been around a good long time. And the Scots, they're both, their first names are Scott, so that's why we call them yes. the Scots. And they are fantastic. And everyone there is fantastic. So. Two of my oldest friends. Uh, two of the first people I m- met when I moved here. It'll be 25 years wow. next week. We uh, uh, came here off of a cruise ship uh, that was uh, coming out of Maine, me and my drummer at the time. Came down here in uh, October of 93. I was a young... 93? 23 years old. Holy moly. And I just turned 48 last week. Wow, you look fantastic. <laughs> oh, I, I don't, don't feel know. like you've aged. I, Your face looks... You, you look like you've slimmed down. I have. But you, I have. But you don't look really like... In fact, I would say your face looks younger, so... Well, you, you I'll know. tell you, a great, a, a great way to lose weight... Is to uh, 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 get an incurable disease. Yeah, that does. <laughs> that does probably go into it, and we'll get there. We will get there. Um, now everyone's going. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. So you were on a, a cruise ship. I didn't know yeah. that about you. Uh, I did a, a total of 26 months of my life on the sea. Which cruise line? Can you? Say? Um, several, uh, uh, actually. Uh, as the, a band person or as a. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, those those people who might be listening who actually know me from my musical days. My early musical days, I, I was a dancer-singer. Shut the front yeah. door. Yeah, I was... Uh, um, I, I would do theme parks and cruise ships and any place um, singing and dancing would take me. I did it. And, uh, That's uh, incredible. I was... Yeah, I was a singer dancer. I there was actually a wonderful comedian. I don't know if he's still working now or not cuz this was 89-90 at the time. Uh named Happy Cole. That's and a good uh, yeah, he was a good guy. Funny, funny man. Uh worked with him on Carnival uh back in the day. And uh he used to sit out in the audience during our show and when we got to the country section which he knew I despised country. He would just sit out there and laugh and laugh. And I could see him out there just laughing his butt off at me doing country music because he knew how much I hated it. And I'm up there doing, uh, you know, uh, playing me some country music. Uh, Semi, you know, black, well, I guess more Coco Brown kid from from uh, rural northern Illinois. or something. A friend once called it Coco Foam. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to ponder on that. You're, it's we'll funny. That about, if I close yeah. my eyes and listen to you speaking, your your voice timber reminds me of Casey Kasem. Have you oh, gotten that wow. before? I've never gotten that before. The, the, that's say, awesome. What is Casey Kasem? What was he known for saying? Um, uh, um, he had like a catchphrase. Oh boy. Well, you're, you're talking to someone who holes the, in his brain. Yeah, doing the doing the top um, the top 
48, yeah. or, you know, whatever his show is called. But there's something about the way your the lilt of your voice reminds me of his. Huh. It's kind of cool. You could do some he voiceover did. work. You could bring back. He, he could did. be the ghost of Casey Kasem. He did the voice of Robin on uh, Super Friends, too. I think I did know that. <laughs> yeah, he was the man back in the day. You didn't listen to anybody else. No. For a top 10, for, for your top 40 list. Right. Uh, I mean, he was telling you what everyone was listening to back in the day. That's it right there. You said it. It sounded like him to me. Where Where are you from originally? Northern Illinois, a little tiny farm, farm town called Mendota. Okay. Surrounded by corn and Caucasians. <laughs> we we're literally the only black family in the town. Seriously. Went to school with a couple other black kids, uh, uh, but one was uh, adopted by a white family and the other uh, was a foster child in a white family. We were the only black family. How was that? How, how was that? How did that shape you? It was, it was interesting. I, to be completely honest, I really did not notice it until I got older and got into the dating age. That's when things changed. Uh, it was it was good and fine for me to be friends with the farmer's daughters, but uh, when it came to dating, that was a different story. Fascinating. <laughs> Even though, you, I mean, you're not a dark-skinned no. black person. You're a light-skinned nope. yep. person of color. I, you know, it's... I had Ruby Amanfu on the show mm-hmm. in the very beginning. She was one of my first guests, and we had a long conversation. It was so awesome about the concept of of saying black or white or you know the color the color tone of skin. And she said something so beautiful. Um, she said, "You know, she said, there's there's not a crayon that is my skin color. You know, I get I am a crayon. I'm not. I'm, you can't put me in this box of one or the other. It was just a really cool way. That is cool. Yeah." Yeah, really like I mean that. that that's that's how I consider myself. I've I've always so you could weed out the unique uh, the it is an interesting thing of like you know you're okay to to just be around, but the minute you the idea of you sleeping with or making out with their daughters, yeah, or, you could probably that, pick out the the blonde girls who were mad at their father, right? The, the oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the the first time that it was just blatantly in my face. Um, and and this will actually, uh, my best friend through most of my adult life from the time we were freshmen uh, was a kid named Matt Beats. Uh, uh, shout out Matt Beats. Shout out to him. Uh, we lost him a few years back, but uh, oh, I'm um, sorry. Oh yeah, but he he was double he shout was, out then. Uh, to give you an idea of how good of a friend this guy was, um, I was I was in a production of. Uh, um, a chorus line at the time. We were seniors in high school. And uh, he knew, I, I was I was completely backward and nerdy when it came to the opposite sex back then. I, I couldn't even keep, keep eye contact when talking to a girl. Uh, and Matthew knew this. So uh, um, he, I was in this production and he came to the last night and so we were having a, a rap party and everything afterwards, so I invited he and his date uh, to come to the rap party. Well, I ended up with his date by the end of the night, and he was fine with it. He was like, go, David, which is my real name. Uh, and uh, uh, so, I mean, that, that's a testament to that guy. Just that, that's, that's real friendship right there. Um, but so I started dating this girl, and uh, her 
father was a truck driver. And so he was out of town often. And he happened to be out of town when we started dating. We had gone out on a couple of dates. And uh, about two weeks later, he was back in town. And I stopped by to pick her up for a movie, I think it was. I think we were going to see, I don't know, one of the... Uh, uh, one of the Back to the Future movies, I think it was. And I walk in the front door, and he sees me, and he blew up. He started screaming at his wife, how can you let my daughter go out with an N-word? And I'm 17 years old standing oh, there just going, okay, I'm, I'm just going to leave if that's all right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... That was uh, the area I grew up in. They're 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 good people, um, but uh, the only reason why we were accepted as much as we were was because our family was there for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother grew up there. Her uh, father grew up there. He, her her father and his uh, brothers they came from. We just found out West Virginia, which. Uh, Travis Slagle, if you're listening, I've got a big apology for you. I used to always make fun of you for being from West Virginia, <laughs> but not being bright. Well, I found out my family is. So uh, we're from West Virginia, and uh, they were some of the first landowners in northern Illinois, well, black landowners in northern sure. Illinois. They lost a lot of it to gambling and uh, owing people money from drinking too much and stuff like that. But we still we still own a few places up there in Mendota, but I think that's one of the main reasons why we were still so accepted there was because we'd been there so long. Everyone knew us. I'm curious, did the daughter of this man who yelled these things at you, did she go against her father? Did she continue to date you? No. 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 That was the end of that. What was the ripple at school after something like that going down? How did the other kids react? No, I don't think they ever knew about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't think they ever knew about it. That's surprising considering... I don't think they know about a lot of the stuff. Um, My mother is a very private person. Um, It was... (laughs) For a friend to have been let into our house, they knew that my mom liked them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because no one was allowed into our house. Why is that? Just... She was just old-fashioned. She Mm. she liked her privacy. She, She would go out and meet people at places. But home was home. I can understand that, though, a feeling of sanctuary and, yeah. And she still loves it. Yeah. I mean, she's still there. Do you have siblings? Mm Mm-hmm. I've got two big sisters, um, Christina and Diana. Absolutely wonderful. Shout out. (laughs) I'm going to just keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely wonderful. I I lucked out. Um, A a lot of people don't know about this about me, but I'm adopted. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, my mother, I'm to let you know how much I'm a part of my family, and and that there's no doubt about it. I mean, my sisters and my sisters, and my ma is my ma. Um, I think I was about twelve or so, um, and uh, my mother had gotten off of the phone with my aunt, her her little sister, uh, who has a ridiculously talented son. Craig Taborn, who, if you haven't heard him play jazz, look up Craig Taborn. He's amazing. Shout out Craig um, Taborn. <laughs> I don't know why I've started doing this. <laughs> it's your new catchphrase. That's why. Yeah. 
Uh, he's the same age as me. We're, we're both, we're both 48. And, uh, um, she got off the phone with my aunt and it looked like something was bothering her. And I remember one of my sisters asked her what was wrong. And she looked at me and she said, David, for the life of me, I cannot remember being pregnant with you when Marjorie was pregnant with Craig. I had to remind her that I didn't come from her body. <laughs> really? I had to remind her. That's how much I'm my ma's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Yeah. She's an amazing woman. Yeah. Raised three kids on her own. See, it makes sense to me that you have sisters mm. and and was raised by a strong female influence because you have that thing that some men have that have that surrounding where you're just, there's a gentleness. It's not a, a lack of masculinity, but it's like um, there's a gentleness, a caring that sort of That's nice reverber to hear. reverberates around you. You know, that's nice to hear. Probably why you make such a great, uh, the, you know, like the bartendery vibe that you you never felt creepy or weird or you know, <laughs> some do right, some feel yeah. predatory. But yeah. you, um, I don't know. It makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah, uh, good women are good to have around you. I mean, I, I, the the, I'm I'm old, so the hashtag stuff is is still new to me. Uh, uh, the hashtag Me Too movement and all of that. It's like, uh, you know, you're finally catching up. <laughs> I knew about this. I mean, my mother's strongest person I know. I, I wish I had her strength. The woman has been through some of the most difficult things you can imagine going through. And she's still laughing and smiling and a few years ago, she uh, was having trouble with congestive heart failure. I was home for her 80th birthday. We had a great birthday party for her. Had a wonderful time. End of the day, I go back to the hotel. I'm supposed to be driving back to Nashville the next morning. Um, I, uh, uh, I get into my car after checking out of the hotel McDonald's is right next door, so I grab a breakfast there and a call. I'm, I'm about to pick up the phone to call home to say, you know, I'm going to head out on the road. And the phone starts ringing. It's my sister who lives with my mother, my oldest sister who lives with my mother now and helps take care of her. Uh, and she says, Mom, she, she's out. She's in the um, ambulance. She's going to the hospital. Uh, um, you know, she collapsed. She was completely out cold, so... Uh, meet them out out at the hospital. Turns out she had congestive heart failure. A um, few hours later, me, my two sisters, and, and my niece are all in the uh, hospital room. <laughs> and, and my mother, who just turned 80 the day before, uh, comes to. And she looks around and sees us all standing there, worried as can be. And she says... I guess I shouldn't have gone to the after party. <laughs> Shout out, Mom. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the strength that woman has. That's great. She, she just loves life. And she's still with us. Still with us. Wonderful. Just that's turned 84 in August. Way to go. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's weird watching our parents get older. It's it is. a strange, surreal thing. As it is, I think, seeing ourselves grow older. You look in the mirror and you think, wait, I'm, I'm sorry, who is this person looking at me? Because the person in my brain, Pan, is not yeah. identifying with the face looking back at me. Yep. 
It's very surreal. It's it's very surreal. I mean, just... I went back to my old high school a couple of years ago and wandered the halls that seemed super institutionalizing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everything was that weird yellowy, that off yellow that they paint in school so often. And uh, it does, it feels imprisoning. It, it's a weird feeling. And uh, I'm watching these kids go by and I'm thinking, are these all baby geniuses? They look 10. <laughs> They all look 10 years old with very large breasts because the milk has the antibiotics or whatever, the hormones. What is going on? What is going on? But, uh, yeah, it is, it's a weird thing. But it's part of, I guess it's part of the process. I, I always my... enjoyed that. I like the nostalgia. I like it. I, I have found the wormhole of YouTube. And I have spent hours back-to-back -back watching things I used to avoid like back in the day hours on end of commercials okay. from the 70s and 80s that I grew up with that I hadn't seen in years and it's it's just a wonderful wormhole to go down you know I mean you forget what you've forgotten yeah that's great it's it's you go oh my god I remember that and the weird thing is that I remember lyrics to the jingles. Those immediately came back to me. Yeah, earworms. They were all written by uh, Barry Manilow, probably. <laughs> quite wrote, a few of them. He wrote a lot. Yeah, yeah. quite a few of them. I, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I, I like I like nostalgia. So when I first met you, were you had you been diagnosed yet? Or no, not yet? no, so not at all. You said something to me when you came in. The, today to come over um you looked at my socks and you said did you know i was ocd and i said no i did not know that my socks don't match to me though that's way more fun so it gives me a little giggle well you I, see it's, life, come, it's, <laughs> it's one of my little life's happy places it's mismatch. coming from someone who has a right sock and a left sock <laughs> i literally do do you really yeah I have a right sock and a left sock. It's, that's so weird that you bring that up. You are the second person in two days that talked about a left sock, right sock. That's so bizarre. Oh my God. Who who's the other person? Because we we we're kindred spirits. Well, it's a, it's a guy who uh, apparently wasn't necessarily the brightest tool in, in the box, or however you want to say it that. Could be, and, it could be said about me too. And they so they they had the left <laughs> and the right. It's just funny because I've never heard of the left sock, right sock. And yeah. That's twice in two days. Yeah, there I do. There must be something to it. Well, I mean, socks wear in a certain way. What kind of OCD do you have? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, what sort of things trigger it? Um, well, it used to... I've, I've gotten much better. Uh, when I was younger, like, certain situations, uh, perfect example is eggs. I wouldn't eat eggs unless I had eggs. Butter. Bread, ketchup, and either sausage or bacon. You lost me in ketchup, but the rest of that just sounds like a delightful breakfast. I'm 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 a midwestern nor northern mid midwestern boy. We put ketchup on our eggs. I'm, I'm a hot sauce. I really I, I guess I can't really say because I do do the hot sauce. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't I don't. So do you want to eat eggs? But is that more uh, that tasting was, or is that a that was back then? Okay. Uh, now I I, I don't care. Uh, Jen, Jen, my wife, Jen, who is... Shout out, Jen! Is an <laughs> amazing, 
amazing chef, amazing Ooh. person. I mean, just uh, she she is very good at making me try things and making me um, get past certain hangups mm -hmm. I used to have. Mm -hmm. Love will do that. It'll it'll make you want to do things. Which actually reminds me. Actually reminds me. I tried to play matchmaker with you once. You did? Back when I was oh, bartending. I don't remember this. It probably went horribly. Wrong. It did. Yeah. Who were you trying to match yeah, me with? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I should say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish I could boy. remember that. How, how, how can I, I don't remember was, giving birth to you, and I don't remember <laughs> the, this date. He, he was tall. Okay. Um, uh, uh, he worked with me at the time. Tall and worked with you at the time. It's and not ringing a bell. I had no idea that he was a crazy person. Yet. Oh, hooray! <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you of who it was after after, after we're not we don't want to recording. Anyone. Yeah, we shout don't want to shame anyone. Shout out, unknown soldier. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out love that could have been. Yeah, I was. I, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at it with myself. I mean, it took me forever to find Jen. Yeah. And uh, that was a situation that shouldn't have happened. I mean, Was she mail order or how'd you find her? <laughs> <laughs> her ex, her, her boyfriend actually uh, was her, a big her boyfriend. Her, yeah, yeah. There's a twist. Yeah, her boyfriend was a big fan of uh, my was band it Dave at the from, time. Or your friend from childhood that was like no, no, you know, no. What was his name again? Matthew. Uh, Matthew. You're David. He's Matthew. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> was it Matthew's girlfriend? No, <laughs> no. It was it was a guy named David as well, which is my real name, uh, and uh, he was a big fan of my band at the time, and he used to bring her. So when I said, shows. was it David? It was David. Yeah. Wow, that was yeah. a psychic moment and or psychic. just confusing who everyone is in the room right now. Wow, so mm -hmm. how did that all, how did that all work out? Uh, well, well, she hated, she hated us. She hated us. Um, she, she did not talk to us whenever he would bring her around. Uh, he, he would come to most of our shows and he'd come to the after parties and stuff and bring her along and she, she would have nothing to do with us. Um, because we were, we, we were big headed. Mm. I mean, we were up and coming and we were popular. So what was yeah. the band? Dreaming in English. Dreaming in English. We were, we were big in the mid nineties. Mm. Oh boy. Big in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. They loved us in Japan. Um. But you turned her around. <laughs> well. I feel like a lot of love stories start out with the people hating each other. Yeah. That's funny. Well, one day, um. I was... Shout out to the pretenders. It's a thin line between love and tape. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chrissy Hine. Good stuff right there. Yeah, she's yeah. a babe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just one of the best rockers of all time. Her, her bangs game is strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not a lot of women can get away with that, yeah. but... Yeah, she can. Saw her at Ryman a few years back, and she killed it. Yeah. Absolutely killed she's it. She's a timeless kind of gal. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little distraught, though, because I haven't seen her... In a long time, in person or mm. on TV or anything, recently, and I had a theory, and I'm afraid that it's going to come true, because I haven't seen her in this period of time. I'm pretty sure that her and Tom Petty are the same person, and um, <laughs> oh and God. and 
he just likes to dress up and drag, or vice versa. She likes to dress up as a guy. Because as they get older, yeah. as they get older, I'm pretty sure they're they just morph. the same person. Mm. Because they're both great rockers. I can kind of see that, I guess. And I haven't seen her since Tom died. Yeah. So I'm a little worried. I'm mm. a little worried. Shout out Tom Petty, huh? Yeah. God, I love Tom Petty. Yeah, that doesn't seem right at all. No, that was a real bummer. Yeah. We've lost too many recently. I agree. Way too many. And they're the great ones. It isn't just like I good know. ones. It's not the mediocres. Yeah. It isn't like, oh, yeah, they had some good hits. It's like, oh, my God, we're not going to get any more out of that person? I know it. Uh, Although I think Prince left behind an archive of... Oh, yeah, he left behind a lot of stuff. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll finally get to I see... I think Petty may have have some stuff, too. I'm sure he does, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. When you're that kind of mind, you're just creating all the time. Yeah. And only a small portion of it gets out to the public. Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably true. There's an entire docu documentary sitting on the shelf of one of Prince's tours that... Uh, um, yeah, he actually, he documented everything, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Kevin Smith directed yeah. it, and it's just sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, I actually watched that interview. With, <laughs> God, is that brilliant. Oh, isn't it, though? It's hilarious it and though? brilliant. Prince has lived in Prince World for so long, he doesn't understand the word no. That that makes a lot of sense. I, I mean, I I watched that. I was like, holy crap, this is so good. I'll post it on HeyHumanPodcast.com. I'm sure I can find it on YouTube. Um, oh, yeah. You definitely will. It's, it's fantastic. It's so good. Fantastic. All right, so when did you... When did you f take us up to the moment where you get diagnosed? Like, how did you? Ah, the MS. Yes. The MS. Uh, it was uh, four years ago. Um, I was I, I had had eye pain in my right eye for about three days, and I just thought maybe I had hit myself in my sleep or Janet elbowed me in her sleep or whatever. She's like, I hate that band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little reminder. <laughs> uh, so, didn't really think much of it. Um, and on the third day, I was going to meet a friend. It was uh, uh, fo uh, football playoffs season. I was going to go watch the playoffs at Mickey's. Shout out, Mickey's. I got to do it that oh, time. Oh, good job. Uh, uh, and driving down Gallatin, and my eye just went full blur and it wasn't gradual it was it was wow. in a snap sure it just went fully blurry blurry so uh ended up going over to a friend's house the next day um uh, some close friends uh, to watch more football and mentioned that and they were like dude you got to go get that check that's your sight that's you don't want to mess with that so i go to the doctor the next day uh, and they do all the, you know, put the uh, uh, dye in to see if there are any scratches and all that stuff. They can't find anything. So they refer me to uh, an ophthalmologist. No, an optometrist. Yes, optometrist. Uh, so I call him. I explain what's happening. He's like, uh, dude, you want an ophthalmologist. I'm just an optometrist. All we do is check what kind of glasses you need and prescribe that. You need you need someone who really knows. Understands the optic nerve yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. So I go to an ophthalmologist, and uh, uh, they're doing test after test. 
and they can't they they can see that the optic nerve is inflamed but they can't figure out why they they don't know what's causing it so uh, uh went through several weeks of going back and forth there till one day i happened to mention that it would get worse uh when i would get in and out of the shower and uh so she was like ooh that sounds neurologic i don't want to scare you but that sounds like ms um, is that a marker? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Jack Osborne. His One of his eyes went completely blind. That's how he found out he had MS. Uh, so, ended up going to a neurologist. Uh, that was a roller coaster ride of, I've got MS, I don't have MS. I've got MS, I don't have MS. And uh, uh, finally, it was a spinal tap, which... Shout out, spinal tap. Yes. No, that's awesome. The day the day I had to get my spinal tap done, I was working at a bar, uh, and uh, uh, I had the spinal tap done on like a Friday or Saturday or something, and I had to work on that following Monday. And uh, when I got to the bar, uh, they they were playing on the TVs. In a loop, the Scots? Spinal Tap. The Scots for, were no, actually, uh, it was it was a different place that I was uh, working okay. at the time. But uh, uh, they they were just playing the movie in, in a loop you. for me, oh so that was cool. Yeah. Which honestly, it's a better way of putting it. Sure. The clinical. So wait, um, before you, the the heating up that was what I meant as a marker. The heating you up, uh, that's a oh note. yes yes. Well, could you explain uh, that for a second? Well, first sort. First, you gotta explain what MS is. Okay, all right. MS is um, multiple sclerosis. Yes, multiple sclerosis. Uh, multiple for any number of things can happen to your body, and sclerosis means degeneration. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's a terrible combo. Yeah, you never. Every single person who has MS has a different version of it, because. What it does, it's your own nervous system uh, being attacked by your own uh, immune system. So it's an autoimmune disease? Yeah. Jeez. And uh, what it's doing is, is, for those musicians out there, you'll get this. Um, You got a guitar. I need some wiring done. Um, uh, All of my pots need cleaning. And my neck uh, definitely needs some straightening, and I've got too many frets. So <laughs> it's uh, your wires are literally being stripped. Your the the coating around your nerves, uh, it's called uh, myelin, and that's being eaten away mm. by your nervous system. So it's essentially exposing your body's wires. So your immune system thinks that the myelin is bad. And Apparently it's for, so. It's some sort of glitch is triggered and it says, oh, we got to get rid of this. Yep. And in fact, don't get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not listening to me saying, no, 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 that's not right. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's so random. You never know what part of the nervous system it's going to attack. So for you, it started the eyeball. Yep. Well, it started before that. Looking back, I can see that I had the fatigue before mm. that. And I, I had um, the the fingers not listening to my brain 
before that because I noticed that while playing. Uh, being a bass player, I was going in the studio uh, with this great artist named Mei Wen. Sh- Shout out, Mei Wen. There we go. Um, Wait, Mei Wen? Mei now. <laughs> Uh, that was the worst joke of that, the day. That, that, yeah, yeah. Because I bet, she, is it a she? Yep. Yeah, it sounds like a she. Yeah. I, I'm guessing she's never heard that joke before, ever. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, pro- probably the same as, uh, I, I probably ha- haven't heard What's Up Doc. What's Up Doc, yeah. yes. Uh, so it, it it strips your wiring, and the body's wiring works the same way as any other wiring does. Uh, in um, heat and humidity... It misfires. Mm. It's got more conductivity in heat and humidity. That's fascinating. It misfires. So does that mean, this may seem like the dumbest question on the planet, but now you've got me curious. If if there's a lightning storm, are you more of a conduit for a lightning strike than a normal person? I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think so. I'm just curious. Hold on a second. I don't think so. Oh, good. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. Because. If you think, if, well, so we are electricity. Yeah. Right? We yeah. are just a, a conduit. The water in our body, you know, is keeping our mm-hmm. electrical impulses going. Uh, so if yours are hypersensitive, I was just, I'm going to have to know. Google that later because I'm, I'm curious. It seems like a random thing, but it would seem like it would become almost your own lightning rod. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. I kind of mm. like that idea. <laughs> Only if you want really. Would that give hair. me superpowers? Maybe. Because I really like that. It may mean you should start wearing rubber boots. Oh. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> moving on. I'm just curious. So that that is a. I don't know why it made me think of that. I'm that yeah, so that that's that's MS, and you just so uh, you so you went in, and they're like, this could be neuro- neurological, and and, mm-hmm. and you went, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and uh, I'm sorry, I may when. <laughs> <laughs> so, it it was uh, um, it, it it was a long time. I mean, it was January when my eye freaked out, and it was April when they finally had the diagnosis of MS, and it was. Uh, um, oh, the point I was going to make before, spinal tap. That used to scare me. And folks... I've had one. It's, it sucks. It, it, it sucks. But it isn't the horror story that it used to be. Mm. Um, don't, don't, don't get the screen. Don't get, if they ask you if you want to watch, say no. I watched. Oh, don't you don't want to see a needle going into your spine. It's no, just weird. It's not only that, but the needle is about 80 feet long. Yeah. They actually start from the other room. <laughs> it's and, so disturbing. And the word spinal trap, spinal tap used to freak me out when it came to that. But I'll tell you what, I'll take, yeah. I'll take that over the, the clinical term is. for it. Lumbar puncture. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll take a tap over a puncture any day. Yeah, I think that's day. probably where the PR yeah. firm went, let's get that spun a different direction. Yeah. yeah, tap is much nicer than puncture. Yeah. Puncture is just frightening. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the, the phrase, the want to tap that ass. When you say I want to puncture that ass, it just, I feel like that would not get as a line out the door, you know? Oh, that's wrong. That's, that's terribly wrong. I want to puncture that ass. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you know, for you have bodies buried out back if you want to puncture an ass. <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, I'm, every, if you're an adult, a consenting adult, <laughs> it's fine. 
So they, how was the news delivered to you? Oh, um, by phone actually. Um, wow, they didn't do it in person. No. Ooh. Uh, got a call from the neurologist, and before that, I knew I knew something wasn't right because before that, uh, it was always the the, you know nurse's assistant or whatever mm. calling. And was it four months from the, the ophthalmologist to the spinal tap or mm-hmm. there were a bunch of tests? Yeah, there were a bunch of tests. In, in yep, the... yeah. So many tests. So many tests. So many MRIs. Like and eye coordination things. Uh, yep, all that. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but the MRI can't see it? Um, well, the MRI is supposed to find um, the uh, lesions, which is in essentially the brain or yeah, on the spinal cord. Uh, both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and mine are very small, but they're the places that they showed up apparently are very messed up. Uh, like one of them is right at the base of uh, the brainstem. My yeah, Yikes. where where the brain Does connects all... to the spinal cord. Right. So that means it's going to affect everything going through there. Yeah. So I never know what's going to freak out. So on is me. a lesion like a scab or is it more like an, a hole? Or it's it's more like scar tissue. Okay. It's scar tissue. So uh, it's essentially like, you know, with with, with the nerves that have ha, have had the myelin stripped away, um, scar, t- scar tissue takes the place of the myelin. And it's sort of like putting um, a piece of gum mm-hmm. on on something to fix it. Uh, it, it's still got a covering there, but it doesn't do the job it's supposed to. So when your brain is sending impulse for you to operate your system, is it finding new directions to go? Or is it just sort of ramming through the Oh, the I imagine sometimes it's just going off into dead space. Yeah. Yeah. It just isn't getting where it's supposed to go. And that's why things like your fingers weren't working correctly. And Yep. It is. I I interviewed a neuroscientist. Uh, I went up to Minneapolis, and it was incredible. Uh, he brought me into the lab, and then I went into the brain lab, mm-hmm. and I was able to hold a, a human brain that nobody was using at the time. <laughs> and <laughs> that's good. Yeah, and uh, and see the the brain stem, and then see all the the whole spinal you know the whole spinal um, the pathway. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. My God, it's, it's immense. It's something to behold as well. It really humbles you. First of all, that somebody was kind enough to to allow students to come in and study their by their bits and pieces after they have left their mortal coil. But um, it's really something to look at. I mean, it really looks like a miracle. Mm. It's an intricate, almost unfathomable thing to behold. How, it's an amazing machine. How does it? How it, it, it seems impossible. It's one of the most intricate machines uh, in in existence, if not the. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just amazing. Shout out to the brain. Yeah. The brainstem and the spinal column. Uh, so, how do you take news like that in in that moment? I I imagine it's out of body experience. Yeah, you're scared as hell. Yeah. I mean. MS is is there's not a lot of info on it. Sure. Uh, so when you get that news, the first thing you think of are all the pictures you've seen and 
you know, of people in wheelchairs or in those uh, double crutches that have the, the you know, arm yeah. things on them. And I immediately go to the Jerry Lewis telethon thing because I think of that and then I think of Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. the two images that pop in my head. Um, it. Well, it, it's... it's the disease, the disease is so, there's so little known about MS to the point where, you know, those pamphlets that you get when you're going to be getting a new, um, well, of course, people who have never had to get like major prescription medications don't know this, but you, you always get a pamphlet hmm. that tells you about the drug you're about to start taking. And uh, um, those are the pamphlets where the first page is what the drug does that it's supposed to, and the other 300 pages are all the things that they don't like that it exactly. does that it also does. Exactly. <laughs> uh, with the MS drugs, and and I've talked to a lot of people online and everything, other MS patients. Pretty much every MS drug, the pamphlet starts out this way. We're not really sure how fill in the blank works on MS. We just know that it does. Wow. <laughs> so that's your introduction to fighting MS is, we're not sure how it's working. We just know that it does work with people. Well, it's going to be so wacky, too, if you're a doctor and a researcher, oops, sorry, that's trying to figure this out, and you've got something that's presenting a hundred different ways. Yeah. How are you supposed to fight a dragon with, you know, a hundred heads? Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what ms is i i was i'm i'm on uh uh the social things a lot uh, uh I, i've got i've got a blog that i write following my uh ms uh and journey. it is called uh msfms uh my story fighting multiple sclerosis and if you just look up msfms it'll it'll take you there um i'll put links i'll put links oh thank you yeah uh, it, it, uh, oh, geez. Here's a wonderful experience with MS. Um, you can be saying something that you're completely into and it can be gone mm. just like that. I I've, I have completely forgotten what I was just talking about. Uh, your, your blog journey. Hmm. And you were talking about how you spend a lot of time on the forums. Oh, And I assume yes. it's probably about the different ways to treat it versus... Every single person has a different story. Yeah. Uh, because it hit their legs first, where suddenly they woke up one morning and their legs just wouldn't work. Uh, or, like me, they had uh, a vision issue where it attacked the... Uh, optic nerve first and they went blind and I are both sometimes my friend who is a dancer banning she lives here in town and uh she has it she's diagnosed she woke up one morning and couldn't feel her legs just one day yeah. she was dancing the next day she couldn't feel her legs it's and that it's is a cruel disease it's frightening and and the other thing that makes it so cruel uh ms has a nickname it's called the invisible disease because, I mean, look at me. Yeah, he looks I great. look fine. Handsome man. I look fine. Well, I don't know about handsome, but... Shout out I look. Genetics. I look okay. <laughs> Shout out the genetics, yes. Black don't crack. Uh, yet, 
every single day getting up and doing just the normal things are difficult for me. Um, I, I, my wife started a new job and normally I would, uh, on the last day, go out and celebrate with her. But I knew that if I did, I might not have the energy to be here. Mm. So, you know, you, you've got to plan ahead. Um, you've got to hope for the best. You, every single time anyone says, hey, you want to go do this? You pretty much have to say, well, I'm going to have to wait and see how I feel that day. Because I don't know. Um, and you have a cane now. And yeah. That, is that a new development? Uh, it's needed off and on, um, depending on what's happening. Right now we're going through temperature changes. So that's really messing. <laughs> the cane is interesting because every day it's a, okay, which side am I going to use it on? Because mm. I'm sure like people at work and stuff uh, are like, didn't didn't he have that cane on the other side last week? Because <laughs> on my right side, uh, you can't see this uh, who are listening, but here again, I've got the brace on. That's because I've got arthritis in that ankle. Um, right, left side, my leg is, uh, partially numb from the top of my foot up the left side. So it's like, okay, which side is going to be better today? <laughs> which yeah. side do I need the cane less on sure. today? And each day is different. Uh, sometimes both are just fine. Um, How does you as a dancing person and a performing person, someone who has historically had absolute control over your body, how do you come to terms with suddenly being under the influence of this other thing that you have no control of? Distraction. You just do, yeah. Distraction. I watch a lot of movies. Yeah. I don't watch, I don't, like, I don't watch those shows like, uh, um, uh, this is us and and that new one that just came out about the uh, friend who committed suicide because that's how I lost my best friend so I don't want to watch that uh, I mean that's I get enough of that in my life sure in my entertainment I go for space stuff and superheroes and and action movies stuff that I don't see in everyday life stuff mm -hmm. that makes me forget about the difficulties of everyday life and and that's that's honestly how I, how I deal with it and and humor I make fun of it I uh, um that's that's how I, I I deal with stuff I don't think there's anything that is um too horrible to joke about I yeah. joke about everything is it a deadly disease or is it a, a disease that is just degenerative and, and therefore, but you died the way you would die no, no matter what? I mean, we all, we're all dying, obviously. Well, I could it, walk out of here and get hit by a car exactly. and you outlive me. Yeah. So we know that. But exactly. Is it something that will slowly well, undermine Sooner you? or later, it's going to, if I live long enough, sooner or later, it will take you know, motor functions away from me, which, um, depending on what part of the nervous system it attacks, it may just be 
physical motion, you know, you have to start using a wheelchair or whatever, um, to the body parts just not working. You're, the stuff that keeps you alive can just stop working because it isn't getting the messages from the brain anymore. So, yeah, it can be deadly. It can just make you have to deal with normal life a little more difficultly. You just never know. You just never know um, what it's going to do to you. Um, it can... It, it can it can completely wreck your life in a couple of years, or you can have a pretty much normal life for 40, 50 years from the time you're diagnosed. You just never know. And how for it's some, it attack. goes into a remission. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, there's a, a woman in town who I swear by. Her name is Annie Waugh, and she's done work with MS people. I'll have to give you her info. The name sounds familiar. She's a genius. The name sounds familiar. She's tapped into something. For sure, but um, when did you, how long ago did you get married? How long have you been married? Mm. Technically, um, by law, we're not. Okay. We've been together for eighteen years. Um, we've been engaged for thirteen of those years. Mm -hmm. I wear a ring. She wears a ring. I call her my wife. She calls me her husband. Um. As far as I'm concerned, we're married. I mean, she's... Well, I think... Is this a common law state? No, it isn't. Oh, interesting. It okay. isn't. Otherwise, we would be common law. Yeah. 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 Now, obviously, if you were diagnosed four years ago, that has nothing to do with why you are or are not married. That's a different choice altogether. Completely. Yeah. So, you can't speak for her, obviously, but have you had some of those conversations... Of course you have. For a partnership, when a disease like this is introduced it's got to really have some deep important conversations it's it's difficult and i i um i she actually jen my wife is a ridiculously talented person uh she doesn't know how to do anything half-assed she goes in head first with everything and uh she's an amazing writer and she wrote I had her do a guest spot on my blog once, and uh, she called it the uh, invisible person behind the invisible disease. And when the disease hits a person and they've got someone that they're in a relationship with, that person who are in the relationship sort of automatically ends up taking a back seat. Uh, because it's that person who has the disease and that person who's it. They don't realize that that other person is dealing with this disease just as much mm. because you're so much of a part of each other's lives. There's no way of separating from it, it except for by choice of breaking up. So, you know, I mean, this is, this is a person who not only is dealing with all of the stuff I'm dealing with, but she's doing it as a choice. She's doing it as a choice. And people need to remember that there's another person involved when there's someone who has the disease and they're in a relationship uh, because that person is quite often going through even more. Because when, when I got the diagnosis, it was just like, well... Okay, that's that. I've got this now. I've got to deal with it. 
there's there's no if ands or buts about it i have to deal with this this is a part of my life now this is someone who has made a conscious choice to stay with someone who is going to have to deal with a lot of rough stuff coming up and Jen has been amazing at it. We've had our rough spots. Um, I think everyone does. That's human. Um, but boy, I'll tell you what. I, I, I couldn't ask for anyone better um, to do it because she's, uh, she's gone through a lot in her own life. And to have her care about me enough to be sticking around through all these doctor visits and 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 the cost of of fighting a disease like this um is amazing if if you're lucky enough to have someone like that around you when this happens man cheer yeah. <laughs> cheer because you're lucky do you have health insurance i do now i didn't when i got the diagnosis and um, how did you find insurance that covered uh something that was diagnosed and then you had to say oh what they uh, um, call Obamacare. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, the ACA. Yeah. Uh, I'm not on it anymore. I have, it, I have my insurance through work now. Uh, actually, both mine and Jen's insurance through my uh, work. But at the time, I, I was a bartender musician. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have insurance. And uh, if it wasn't for um, that program, I, I would have been screwed. Uh, what are we talking price of meds for somebody mm, that has this disease? I'm the, sure it's different because every it always presents differently. But the first um, med I was on was one called Abagio, and if you were to pay for it out of pocket, um, it would have been uh, six thousand five hundred a month. Holy shit! Thirty days supply. Abagio um, sounds yeah. like a Cirque du Soleil performance. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I'm on it's now terrible acrobats, is even more <laughs> expensive. Uh, seven thousand uh, a month. Uh, yeah, over seven thousand a month for thirty day. It seems supply. Is that because there's still research going into it? I mean, that seems no, highway robbery. No, it doesn't cost that to make it. It doesn't cost that in the rest of the world. It costs that in the United States. <laughs> Do you? I don't know if you can. Do you get it for your meds from Canada and stuff, or? Uh, that... No, I'm, I've I've got very good insurance now. Okay. Through my work and um, and one of the huge things that a lot of people probably don't know about um, a lot of these companies that create the drugs understand what's happening with the cost situation. Um, they look at. The, you can contact a lot of them, like both both uh, um, Jelenia, the one I'm on now, and Abagio. Uh, I don't pay anything out of pocket for. My insurance pays for what it pays for, and they just... Absorb the rest. Absorb the rest. Because even with my insurance, I don't know what it would have been now because it just automatically uh, uh, took Ships, over. Yeah. But when I, when I first... Uh, got the diagnosis and got my first insurance before my neurologist, which thank you to her. She was the one who signed me up for it and, and shout out, got me noticed by that. What's uh, her name? Uh, uh, 
Christine Dong, Dr. Christine Dong. She was wonderful. Shout out, Dr. Um, I would have still owed over $500 a month for my meds. And I couldn't afford that. There was no way. I mean, most people can't afford 500 bucks a month uh, for something that doesn't involve where you live or what you drive. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous that it costs so much money just to stay alive. It really is. But if you it, definitely, those of you who don't know about it, if you need help, a lot of the companies understand that you need help. So go out there, call them, say, you know, I, I can't afford this. This is what I'm supposed to be on, but I can't afford it. Most of them will work for you. That's good work to know. Work with you, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, um, how, four years ago, it's not very long, mm -mm. the journey so far, uh, emotionally for you, up and down, or have you come, to, is there a piece with it now, or is it no. just day to day? No, I just recently started uh, antidepressants for the first time in my life. It's it's difficult. Um, Do you go to therapy? Do you talk to, is uh, that provided or anything? I, I go to a... Um, Survivors of Suicide Loss group Tuesday nights, which is good. Uh, uh, the best friend that I talked about uh, um, took his own life mm -hmm. uh, five years ago. And uh, um, that has been my release. Because you can, you can, uh, these people get it. These people get it. They, they've, they they know depression whether it be themselves or the person they lost, um, because a lot of times the people who lose someone to depression are dealing with it as well, uh, and uh, um, so I'm 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 able to get a lot out there, but it's still MS has a high high uh, percentage of people who who deal with depression. Um, it's it affects your brain it directly affects your brain and it affects the way you think and the way you look at things and the way you do things and uh, um, sometimes medication is what's needed to try to even that out so uh, I'm, I'm giving that a shot for the first time in my life mm -hmm. and it's been an interesting ride as well yeah because <laughs> not all depressive medications work for everyone too there's yeah. all that as well um are you able to exercise and be athletic or is that i'm able to swimming or i i can but you don't <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm bad at that i'm bad at that my wife is, is still gets on me i need to be more active mm -hmm. but it's very it's very difficult to get yourself to be more active when you've never had to be mm. i've been like this this thin well, not you were very active in dancing yeah, and yeah. moving around. And, and I've and, always had a high metabolism. And I could always eat jobs anything. Constantly moving and yep. all that. And so I, I hover around 130, 135. At 5'7", uh, 5'8", um, five, five, I think I am, somewhere around there. Oh, you seem taller. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm six well, that's, foot. You seem, that's cool. You seem much taller. It just, uh, again, speaks to your personality, <laughs> your presence. <laughs> I do believe that. I think that there are short people who are very tall and tall yeah. people who are very short. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's an energetic thing as much as anything else, you know? I agree with that. 
So are you able to stop its progression or there's no, no telling? Okay. There, there's no stopping it right now. No, one, no one's figured out a way to stop it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they can only slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no cure for MS at this point. Is this something that you've had then the whole time and it's been slowly progressing? Or did something, do they think it was triggered four years ago? They're, they're they don't know. Sure. Yeah. They're really not sure Man, what causes it. Yeah. not even be able to... They're not sure it's what causes it. They it's don't know if it's hereditary. They don't know if it's environmental. They really have no idea. Mm. It's it's it's. Yeah, you said you mystery. grew up around cornfields. Maybe all that Roundup or something. <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I grew up, grew up you, in the middle of cornfields. Yeah. yeah. Is your diet much more clean now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I had gotten. Uh, I had gotten up to uh, just short of 170 pounds before the diagnosis and changed my diet and uh, went from, uh, let's see, I think it was at 168, and uh, that was April when I got my diagnosis, and by October, I think I was down to 140, and then uh, came down a little more from there, and now I just hover between 130 and 135. I, I, I eat a lot better. I eat a lot more greens, which I don't enjoy. I don't like. I don't like them at all. Um, I like meat, um, but you know, you you got to make concessions. Sure. Uh, you don't want to live your whole life depriving yourself of the stuff you love, but you don't want to kill yourself too early before something cool happens. You know. That's right. That's right. So, what do you do now for work? Uh, I, I work at a, um, uh, uh, email marketing company. Is it Emma? Yeah, uh, it is. That's a good company. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It's a, it's is a very good company. founded in Nashville? Yeah. I thought yeah. that was. It is a Nashville original. And one of the Scots worked there. Uh, Scott Sears did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's the one who got me in there. Oh, nice. When I realized I couldn't bartend anymore. Sure. Um, he, he got my foot in the door and I've been there for two years now. Well, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah, Scott Scott saved my life. I mean, he yeah. really did. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and I imagine Emma has good health insurance. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. They do. And it's just... Shout out, Emma. I know yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people really love it there. Uh, it's a, a wonderful company. place to work. Yeah. It is an absolutely wonderful place to work. I love the people I work with. It's um, if, if you're going to be getting your first office job at the age of 46... And you did what I did for most of my life, mm-hmm. being a musician and working behind a bar. Emma's a great place to get an office job because uh, uh, the good people are also young. <laughs> I feel very old working there, but there's there's such good people. Um, I uh, a lot of laughter goes on that's in great. that office. Good. A lot of laughter. Yeah, that's good. I think laughter is also its own good medicine, as, oh, yeah. as they say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's what gets me through. So what are some resources uh, that maybe people could dig into if they loved ones or maybe they think, oh, my gosh, I've got some of these things and I don't know what they are? Mm. Now, are you, uh, just out of curiosity, are you a normal, like something is uh, wrong and you go to the doctor? Before the diagnosis, were you like, oh, something's wrong? Because you said your friends were like, go to the doctor. Would you have not, yeah. Yeah. I think there's a real fear behind going to get diagnoses because 
then you have to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. But, it, but I'm, to be honest, never really understood that logic because it's just going to be worse otherwise. You know? Yeah. Well... I remember back in, in <laughs> high school in health class and they showed us pictures of some really insane things growing on nether regions. <laughs> and, like, to the point of, like... <laughs> Huge, I remember those. Yeah, yeah, and I remember back then he would go like, "Why would let you let it get that far?" <laughs> it's it's very easy to when you think about it, because you know you just go, "Oh, I just don't well, that'll it. go away sooner or later, won't it?" Yeah. And when it doesn't, that's when you go to the doctor, and then it's something huge by then. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, my dad had yeah, he had a. Um, a pacemaker put mm, in he mm -hmm. had been having problems with our family genetically i mean like very low arresting heart rates very low very low blood pressure all this stuff and just it just wasn't performing optimally so they said okay we're gonna do this and just regulate your heart so he went in and had the procedure and came home and everything was hunky-dory and i was on the phone with him when he got back this is the next day and I said, how are you feeling, Dad? He's like, oh, I think I have a bit of a cold. I said, yeah, you, you sound a little short of breath. What's going on? He's like, oh, it's, I'm sure it's just a cold. I said, Dad, you just had a pacemaker put in. Could yeah. you please go back and say, I'm a little short of breath? He's like, no, it's ridiculous. It's just a cold. And I said, you are doing this. I don't want, I'm not taking <laughs> no for an answer. If I have to get on a plane and fly back to Seattle and take you myself, I will. Damn it. <laughs> so he acquiesced and went in, and it turned out that they had accidentally nicked his lung. And oh had a, he had a collapsed lung. Good Lord. So, I mean, this is shout out to all of you out there who don't go to the doctor when there's something clearly wrong. Please yeah. do. Please do. Please don't wait. Yeah, not going doesn't change whether or not you have it. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. And it may, in fact help you survive yeah i'm a big fan of you know doctors are there for a reason and i just i do take out my own splinters <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just saying i'm not saying i, I just i'm just saying I, I just having having grown up poor <clears throat> um and and you know as as a kid we we never really we only had a very short time where we were really really as kids we saw that we were struggling. There was a very short time of that. My mom was very good at not letting us feel that. Um, we always we almost always had what we needed. But, so but we didn't always have what we, yeah yeah we didn't always have what we wanted though. So and I like getting stuff that I want. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. And, Youngest uh, child, yeah, figures. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. I'm, I'm. I, I admit that. So she adopted as a single mom. Uh, no, at the time uh, she was still with my dad. Oh, okay. Uh, right. He took off when I was five. Okay, yeah. got it. So I'm once since then. He died a couple years ago now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I got to be honest. I, I, it really did not affect me. He was so not a part of who I am that it was like, oh. And we, it was a weird situation. Um, we found out um, from Mutual of Omaha letting us know we had settlements coming to us six months after he was dead. 
You mean insurance? Yeah. Oh wow, life insurance policy. Yep. Um, he had he had been dead for six months when. Well, I mean, me, I'm his adopted son, whatever. But my sisters are his blood, and they found out the same time I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that his new family apparently just didn't feel like his daughters and son needed to know he was dead when he died. Whoa. They didn't Wait, contact us at all. Out? The insurance is how we found out six months after the fact. He had been dead for six months when his kids found out. Interesting. Yeah. They didn't bother to contact that's, us. That's cold. His side of the family didn't bother. No shout out to them. No shout out. <laughs> Negative shout out. Shout in. Shout in. Um, <laughs> the fact that you are adopted, do you, does that make you wonder about birth parents for uh, just health? Or have you ever, even before diagnosis, did you want to find out? or? Well, or? Uh, actually, there's another story there. <laughs> I was living out in L.A. at the time, and uh, uh, me and my roommate were both managing it at a movie, the same movie theater. And we got home from the movie theater. Both of us are adopted, and uh, it was about two o'clock in the two two thirty in the morning by the time we had gotten home after closing the movie theater. Uh, and check our mail, and there's this little envelope in there, and it's from my birth mother. Uh, first thing it says is, uh, hello, I believe it's been a long time since I've seen you. To be exact, October 15th, 1970, Toledo, Ohio, Toledo Hospital. And my knees buckled. So I was 21 at the time. Um, called her. A couple days later, she had left a number in the card she sent me. And talked to, to her for about 30, 40 minutes. I uh, found out some things about myself that uh, were interesting. Like, uh, you know, I mean, my family are homebodies. They 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 like staying close to home and uh, are comfortable with that. And I've always been an extrovert. Uh, I had to get out uh, and started performing. Well, there's performance in, in the blood history. Uh, she, uh, the woman that gave birth to me ended up having two sons in a marriage later and both got into the entertainment business uh, one was an aspiring comedian the other was a musician um, so found out some things but when I when I told my mom about it it, it upset her it upset her a lot um, she had the feeling of uh, you know I've I've done all the work and now this person wants to reap the benefits of it and so I, I haven't had any contact since, and that was 1991, I think it was. Are there any regrets around that? Or? Um, i got to be honest, I'm, I'm really not that interested in meeting her. What about your brothers? Well, they're not my brothers, but they could be good friends. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine we could have a lot in common mm -hmm. that we could we could talk about and... And that that's that's the one thing I would be interested in, especially after growing up as the youngest with two big sisters, thinking that it could if if things would have swung differently, I would have been the oldest of three boys. I mean, 
Did they know, though, did you let her know or about the diagnosis? Because I would think genetically that might be... Mm, no, I, I, I don't even know how to contact her anymore. Mm. I have no idea. Mm. I, I cut all ties because my ma is my ma. No, I understand. And, and when I realized how upset it made her, it was like, well, I, I don't need to pursue this anymore then. Can uh, MS be detected before the symptoms show up? It can be. If you want to get an MRI on a regular basis. Oh, is that what it would take? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. You spot the lesion? Yeah. Is that, uh, yeah, the lesions are usually what give like it away. The blood chemistry doesn't change, or there's not um, a marker that way, like cancer. The only other marker I know of is in the spinal fluid. Mm. Uh, there may be others, but I mean, that's how they found, found out for me, was in the spinal fluid. So, as mm. far as I know, the only two ways of definitively. Uh, uh, categorizing it as MS is spinal fluid or, or uh, um, MRI. MRIs. Thank you. Couldn't yeah. think of that. It's okay. I've had dozens of them <laughs> in the if past few years, and I still any, couldn't remember what it was called. If it makes you feel any better, I have those kind of brain farts, is what I call them. Mm. So. I think that's actually just part of being human as well. <laughs> it, it is. It is a part of being human, but it's it's on a completely different level. Yeah, I understand. It's uh, um, like you know, my train of thought used to, you know, get off track. Now it completely derails. It's it. You can't even find the track anymore. <laughs> does THC help? Uh, yes, it does. Um, that mainly helps with the uh, uh, with the. Uh, uh, tremors yeah um it i shake like crazy um sometimes and it sometimes is the only thing that will keep me from it. i mean this you can see right now mm, your hands that's calm okay and it's moving it, pretty rapidly yeah, yeah and that's very calm yeah i i've i've tossed food on people by accident because of you you'll have You'll have these these nerve Spikes. twitches, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and you'll just have these spasms. Uh, uh, sometimes you end up knocking stuff off a table. Sometimes it wakes you up in the middle of the night, tossing your body. I've literally had my entire right side have a spasm that tossed me over towards my wife in the middle of the night. Yeah, it just it's weird. It's weird when you when you. It's it's a completely frustrating situation when you realize you no longer have control of your own body. When you do things that that you can't stop your body from doing, it's frustrating, um, especially when your entire life was about having control over your body. I'm. I'm at a complete loss at this point. I'm, uh, I never had a plan for this time in my life. I never planned on living this long, first of all. Why not? <laughs> I thought I was going to die young, leave a pretty corpse, you know? I was a musician. You mean rock and roll? Yeah, uh, I was a musician. Did I you was, do drugs and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You betcha. Uh -huh. um, I, 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 did, I, I, I did the full gamut. Um, it's amazing I survived. Mm. Um, like the cocaine and the... I did it all. Yeah. I did it all. Uh, well, not at all. I didn't do the heroin. I I, I didn't do anything that involved needles. <laughs> don't don't didn't want to do that. Uh, but I I I tried. Um, 
I tried a good number of them. Sure. This will be news to a lot of people who listen to this. <laughs> I Acid was my favorite. Yeah, I, I did a lot of LSD when I was uh, about 15. Yeah? Yeah, I loved it. I waited until much later in my life. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even try it for the first time till I was in my mid-twenties. And <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it's... Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do don't but, do drugs. But I personally, I loved it. Well, the last time just, I did it, I was 18. It's been a, a minute, but mm-hmm. um, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's been since my twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just... Reality bored me. Mm-hmm. And it made... I think normal, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It made reality. normal, interesting. Sure. I remember one time just sitting and feeling a Zippo for like twenty minutes because mm-hmm. it just felt like liquid metal and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. And then you came down and realized you were humping a fire hydrant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. That that sounds a little specific, Susan. <laughs> no, I never did that. <laughs> I did have a very long conversation with a moth named uh-huh. Taji Ma. Uh, that was cool. That was one of my highlights. Um, I, I only had one bad trip, and I was madly in love with this guy, Peter Monks. I don't know if I should use his full name, so <laughs> I'll just call him Peter. <laughs> anyway, uh, and we were all up at my family cabin. It was just this, you know, run-down shack type. It was a great place. I loved mm-hmm. it. And uh, very rurally in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. And... Excuse me. Um, my friend Jessica ended up hooking up with him <laughs> that night, and I was and I like you were talking about with with the girls. That's how I was with the boys. I'm not that, but much better yet. I'm still working on my game. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I remember she turned into a snake and wow. slithered into the room he was sleeping in, and I was like, <gasps> and I was like, this is not good. So I went and sat in in my car and. Uh, because I was about, you know, 16 or 17. So maybe I did it longer than I thought I did. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Because I, uh, I, was, I was in the car. Was it my car? I don't know. It really doesn't matter for the story. But I realized that I was about to go down a dark space. And I have really decent control of my brain for mm-hmm. the most part. Uh, and so I just was like, okay, this isn't going to happen. And I self-regulated back to normal and understood what was happening. But man... So, Doc, if people want to keep track of you, please repeat the, the name of your blog again. Oh, uh, MSFMS, uh, My Story Fighting Multiple Sclerosis. Well, yeah. okay, I'll put links to it. It'll make yeah. people oh, that'd be, be awesome. able to find it easy, more that'd be easily. Awesome. Um, it's, uh, I, I try to be as honest as I possibly can on it. Okay. It's, uh, um, I, I, I pretty much uh, take my skin off. And, and lay it out there, uh, much to the chagrin of Jen sometimes, because <laughs> uh, I mean she's a big part of my life, so she's a part of my stories. Sure. Sometimes, uh, and and I'm much more open and forward than she is. She's yeah. she's much more like my mom, very private, and likes to keep things close to the vest. Yeah, yeah. Doc, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a really wonderful conversation about a really horrible thing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. MS is horrible, and and people people need to know more about it because it affects a lot of people. If you bring it up in conversation while you're out sometime, you'll probably be surprised how many people you know who it's touched. Yeah, I haven't looked up the statistics for it, but I know that autoimmune disease is 
is pretty rampant. So it is. Yeah. 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 So, you know, ask ask your friends. <laughs> ask your friends about MS if they know about it. Yeah, there's there's in my circle, there's there's a little handful. So, I mean, I know it's Most and it is one I of those know, things where one day it's nothing someone. and the next yeah. day suddenly they had MS. Yeah. So. And it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. Well, I wish you pain-free longevity. Thank you. The, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time and um yeah. No, thanks for having me. I, I, I don't get to talk to people as much as I used to, so I really enjoy it.